Hey y'all, it is Etinosa here with the Enhanced Podcast. If you don't know by now, I'm the creator of Enhanced the Individual, a fashion and lifestyle blog created to inspire and encourage people to rise to the next level. I am so excited that you're here with us today. Listen to this awesome podcast. So what I'm going to ask you to do right now is go grab something to drink, go grab something to eat, sit back, relax, and thank goodness that you're here to enjoy this great podcast that we have going on. One quick thing before we get started. This podcast is sponsored by Heritage 1933, a natural and non-toxic beauty company that challenges the narrow perception of beauty and provides tools and products necessary to sustain hair for women and children in local shelters. Best part, it's based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at Heritage1933 and Heritage1933.com and use the code ENHANCE15 for 50% off your purchase. All right, let's get started. Hello, wonderful people. And I hope you're having a great week. Um, it's a Monday for me. And you know, so far, so good. It is, I like, I don't know why I tell you guys what time it is, but it's 6.05. And I think the time just has a significant part of my life because usually I'm in class till 7.15. So to get out at 6.05, actually, I think I was out at like 5.45 today. So that was even more exciting. And I was, as ugh. and as I was walking back, I was like, oh, Oh, today is a good day because I get to record a new enhanced podcast and I'm pretty excited about this because today I'm talking about my experience at the Association Women of Color mini conference that I went to on Friday through UMKC. And I was sent there by my department um, and I am so grateful that they sent me there. I am probably one of two women of color in my department here in residential life at UMKC. And, you know, it was just, I guess, inevitable to send me, but I'm really grateful that they did because I had a phenomenal time. Like, when I say phenomenal, phenomenal. Like, I forget the importance of congregating as a collective, as women of color, because it's very restorative. It's very rejuvenating. It is just one of those times where you're just like, let's clap for everybody. Like you just feel so much in your element. And that's kind of how I felt that day. And it was crazy because like I went in there and I was, I didn't know anyone. I was just like, okay, this is cool. Like I didn't necessarily know what the conference was going to be about. I didn't know what their premise was. I didn't really know what their theme was going to be that for the conference, but I'm so happy I went. So I'm going to get right into all the exciting stuff that I learned and why I just love it so much. So this conference was about sisterhood. And I think when we say that word sisterhood, it's more so like, yeah, you know, I have my group of friends and, you know, we do what we do and it's great kind of thing. But I think in our society, we're so quick to like cut off people like she did this, she did that and stuff like that. And as I've gotten older, like I've realized the importance of sisterhood, but to a certain extent, like you really have to choose which people are going to be here for you in a positive light because you can't just keep everybody around. But let me go through this conference and tell you what I found. So the first speaker, her name was Mia Ramsey. I don't know. She's like a local person in Kansas City, but she's freaking phenomenal. She had this amazing, contagious, big personality and she just rocked it. Like she came up and she was just loud and she was just very robust. And I just wish you guys could have heard, I should have recorded her, but I just felt like I was so 
into what she was saying that like I was there excited I was clapping hooping and hollering and everything and like so she's kind of talked about she was the first person to kind of introduce what sisterhood is and she kind of related it back to all these different things and I wish dang Nabitatanosa I wish I had recorded it because she was just like you know uh sisterhood is like that annoying alarm clock that just keeps going off they keep pestering they keep trying to wake you up they keep trying to empower you sisterhood is like uh I can't even think of anything that she was saying but she kept relating it and it was funny, but it just made so much more sense. And this is what, yes, she was just kind of like sisterhood is something that is always there. And then she started describing some of the sisters that she has. She has sisters who are younger. And when I say sisters, I mean, you know, just girlfriends. And they could be your real sisters. I don't have any real sisters. So everyone is my sister. So anyway, she talked about how you can have sisters who are younger than you, who are older than you, who are just completely different than you, but some way, somehow they're in your life for a purpose. She said that like, she talked about how she has three best friends and I'm definitely the type of person, like I got one best friend technically, but I I really might have to expand my mindset to that because like, I just have so many people in my life or just a few people in my life that I feel like I can go to for different things. And that's okay. Like I used to be one of those people, like I'm going to hog my best friend. Like you can't call her a best friend. I would like, my best friend knows that I'm very protective of her. Like, no, 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 no. This is a me and you thing. Like everybody can see their way out. And I'm not afraid to tell people that either. So, but I do have like, multiple like good friends that I go to for certain themes and she talked about that and how like that's okay to do because like I feel like people think that's very opportunistic and that you only go to certain people for certain themes and stuff like that but sometimes not everyone relates to what you're going through like I have a friend for example who I go to for all like my emotional needs I know that like if I'm having a bad day if I feel like I'm breaking down if I'm feeling overwhelmed if I'm feeling excited if I have a new idea and stuff like that and like I just need that level of excitement and sadness and understanding where I I am at that point in life I know I can go to her and I know she'll like be my cheerleader with me I know she'll be throwing pom-poms or I know that she'll like sit in my feelings with me and you know help me bring it out and I do the same for her like I don't think there's ever been a time where she couldn't just call me when she was just having a really bad day and I didn't drop what I was doing I have other friends that um, I don't live close to them and sometimes I just see them on social media or like we're in like a big group text and they'll say something like I'm having a hard day and like I might not talk to them every single day but I know that like when we connect on that level it's we connect on that level because we have similar experiences or similar backgrounds and maybe sometimes she just needs that person who's just like a way to understand her feelings someone who's just like there by your side then I have like people who are little literally more spiritual and more intellectual and like have that deeper thinking not that all my friends don't have that but who are very much in tune and that's kind of like their lifestyle then I have friends who are um interested in you know just like the relationship building are more relational um with how they carry about their lives who are in graduate school um and I was just thinking I have friends from college who I Sometimes I feel really bad that I don't like keep in touch with as much as I would like to, but like I know we're all just like living our lives. That does not mean that they're not my sisters, which I had um a hard time kind of like understanding because I was just like, well, 
Well, right after college, that was really the hardest time. I had a trouble really understanding the definition or the concept of sisterhood because I was just like, well, if we don't talk all the time, then we're not sisters. We're not friends, like whatever. Um, and so going into this conference, I had a certain mentality. I was just really at a point where I wanted to drop some people because of like things that they said and the way that they like made me feel and I think they were legitimate reasons for me to more so not even say drop them, but like just love them from a distance because like I just couldn't handle them draining my mentality like that or making me feel a certain way when I don't think it was called for. So this conference kind of helped me reorganize my thoughts. So she kind of talked about how sisterhood is a fight and you have to fight for your sisters and you have to fight for love and you have to fight for affection. And I really resonated with that because I didn't think of it like that. You know what I mean? But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be the only person in this fight. I don't want to be the only person really going out of the way of that. And so that was another thing I had mentality wise. I going into that conference, I was just at a point where I was like, I'm tired of feeling like I always have to like reach out to people. I feel like no one like randomly calls me to like check in on me. I don't feel like people are just like, oh, I wonder what she's doing or stuff like that, where I feel like I'm the person who does that. Because honestly, I'm consistently thinking, I'm always consistently thinking of people. Like, I don't think there are very many people that I've interacted. If I made a genuine connection with you that I have forgotten, that I don't care about like your well-being and like how your life is going. So I constantly am thinking about that. I constantly want to connect. I constantly want to keep that connection that we formulated. And so after that conference, I kind of got that out of my head and I went about my day and said, you know, this is who I am as a person. I love to connect with people. I am a relationship builder and I want to keep those relationships. I'm always open to making new relationships. And some of my friends, maybe that's just not their strong suit. Maybe that's just not who they are as a person. And I have to be willing to accept that. I think it's one thing if someone, if you reach out to someone and they don't want to talk to you, you know what I mean? That's a different situation. Whereas like when I reach out to my friends, of course they like kind of reciprocated and you're not like, oh, long time no see, like how's life, like quick updates because like I can't talk to them every day. I have to live my own life. So I was happy that I got and got over that mentality and I reached out to some people and I was happy that I did because like if you don't ask, like no one's going to just tell you what's going on in their lives. Um, and then I wanted to kind of touch base on the whole having sisters who are younger than you. So um, when I was a college advisor, I had these two students who, oh man, like if I was at an age where I could like adopt children, like I would, I guess I am, but you know, I got no money to do that. Anyway. I would have like adopted them. Like some of their life situations, um, just they just needed like a safe place to be. And so one of them I've actually really been trying to like connect with since I left my school. And it was just very frustrating. I know her personality, she can be strong headed at times and stubborn, but it was just very hard. And I was just at the point where I was just like, you know what? Like a relationship is a two way street. And I can't be giving everything for someone not to, you know, at least return the favor or at least, at least return the effort. So after the conference, um, I texted her and I just said, you know what, I'm the older, more mature person in this relationship. 
And I'm just going to reach out because I care about her and I care about her well-being. And crazy enough, I'm so happy that I did because I literally all I said was like, hey, love, like just wanted to check in. Hope you're doing well. And she responded and she was just like crazy enough. Like I was just thinking about you and I was just missing you because like I had a epiphany of life and stuff like that. And she's definitely somebody, you know, these millennials, not even generation Z, they just be forgetting not to respond to people. So I, I've learned that I had to quickly engage her with follow-up questions and, um, conversations that she'd be engaged. So anyway, I quickly asked her, I was just like, Oh yeah, I miss you too. Like, I would love to know what your like epiphany was. Da, 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 da. So anyway, she's just having a hard time. Um, and she's been having a hard time for a really long time kind of thing. And she was just explaining to me that, um, she's just realizing that she doesn't really have any like female friends or female influences or mentors. And that one of the coaches at the school had asked about me and where I was and like why, um, we haven't connected. And she was just like, you know, sometimes I just don't have anything good to talk about. I feel like my life is depressing and I don't want to like down anybody else. And I quickly explained to her, I was just like, there's been nothing that you have said to me. There's nothing that you have done to me that has made me run away from talking to you. I was like, I know your life is not the greatest and I've never run away. And, um, she definitely has like trust issues with people. And I was just like, I have not even given you a reason for you to not connect. So anyway, back to my sister, Hothin. Not only do I feel like I'm trying to take her in as like a mentee or just like a little sister in that aspect, but I realized with that, like with her, like I have to fight and I have to push because like, I don't want to say I'm the only person out there, but I would hope that my presence in her life will show her that like there are people who care about you. There are people who want to be in your life. There are people who are fighting to be in your life. And what you have to do is tell yourself to open up your heart and accept those people because you don't want to push those people out of your life. I don't know what her future holds. I pray and I hope that she has a bright future, but I feel like she needs that sister who is going to encourage her, who is going to help her see the light, who is going to guide her in a direction that maybe she never thought possible for herself. Maybe she needs to be around different people. Maybe she needs to be exposed to different experiences and she's not allowing herself to do that right now. And so that was kind of just like the first person that, or probably the second or third person that I thought about um, going through this conference. So the second session that I went to was called Don't Believe the Hype. And um, the tagline of that was, you're only as good as the woman you develop, lead, and influence. And I thought that was a beautiful tagline. And so the premise of that session, um, I did not write her name. I think her name is Sharina. Let me get on social media right now. Shout out to Sharina for giving a bomb presentation. Presentation. She was super lively and super excited about like what she was talking about. And I was happy I went to that. The other ones were um, (coughs) about women in nonprofits and... um, Latino women as well in the workplace. So I went to hers and she kind of just talked about the acronym SEEDS. I can't even find her. And SEEDS stands for support, encouragement, experience, discipline, and importance. So we kind of went through each of those and talked about that. So the first one is support. 
And it talked about as a sister, how can we support our other sisters? And it just talked about being present, challenging them to be better, and then showing to respect humility, humility and empathy. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I do think that some of my strong suits are being supportive and being an encourager. Um, like I've said in other podcasts many, many times, I always believe in people's dreams. I believe in people. I believe people can change. I believe that people can succeed. I believe people can be the best thing that they believe they can be. And so I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Um, and so I really liked the whole support thing about it. And then as we continued with the session, we kind of talked about the encouragement piece and it says be intentional. And she kind of broke it down into a few different pieces. I didn't write them all down, but she talked about the spirit of being an encouragement, an encourager. And you need to be enthusiastically loyal or yeah, enthusiastic loyalty. And I was just like, what does that even mean? Like, how can you be enthusiastically loyal to people and stuff like that. And she just kind of stated that like when you are encouraging people, don't make it seem like you're just doing this because that's what they want to hear. You need to be enthusiastic, be there in the present with them, be excited for what they're talking about. Encourage them the way that they need to be encouraged. Like don't just say the generic words. Really mean what you're saying. And then it also said be consistent. Um Remind them of their motivation and passion. And I thought this one was really awesome because like, I think in the world of social media, it's so easy to get caught up in like comparing yourself um, and thinking like you can't do something or you're not where you're supposed to be in life and whatnot. So, but I also think on the other hand of social media, I think it really can be an encourager (sighs) because you see all these women, or I follow a lot of women, or you see all these people who are doing these great big things, you know, they are going out, they are dropping corporate jobs, and they're just pursuing being a creative, or they're starting nonprofits, or they're getting promotions, or they're traveling the world, and they're doing all this stuff. And they have these ideas, and they go for it, you know what I mean? And I, I've had so many friends who have started things that I'm so proud of them, you know what I mean? But I've also had calls where I'm not hearing the enthusiasm in their voice anymore. I'm not seeing them promoting. I'm not seeing them marketing. I'm not seeing them out there. And I know from conversations that I've had with them that that is where their heart is. That is what made them excited. And um, speaking of that, like I was just called one of my friends and we were talking and we went to college together and we were very close and she was a very ambitious, she is a very ambitious woman. And, um, as we were talking, you know, I kind of just like paused and stopped the conversation. I was just like, I just don't hear the enthusiasm in your voice. Like I don't hear the happiness in your voice anymore. Kind of thing. I was just like, what happened? What changed? You know what I mean? And I don't think necessarily people ask those questions intentionally. Like with that encouragement, she said, be intentional. And so that's kind of how I felt like I was being, I needed to understand what was going on. I mean, there's only so much I can do living in the middle of country and she lives on the East coast. And I was just like, but you're so awesome. Like, this is what you wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, what can we do? Like baby steps. You know what I mean? I think it helps when people are willing to listen, when people are, um, 
willing to empathize with somebody in the moment when people can meet you where you are instead of making you feel bad, instead of saying that that's not your dream. I want to remind you as my sister that you're better than this, that you're bigger than this, that you're more ambitious than this. This is only a setback today. This is not the end of your road. You are destined for bigger and greater things and you have to believe that's yourself because I believe that in you. I said, if there's anything that I can do, if that means you want me to promote, if that means like I need to call you on a weekly basis, if that means we need to set up meetings, I don't care what it is. Like I want to encourage you. I want you to be the best version of yourself, no matter what that is. If your dreams change, cool. What can we do to get you there? Because like, I don't want you to be unhappy. Like I want all my sisters to succeed. I want all my sisters to flourish. Like I want to see that like spirit in you. And I understand that we all go through trying times and I understand there are seasons, but you have to remain true to your goals and you have to remain true to yourself and believe um, that anything is possible. Um, I talked about timing in my last podcast and that's kind of what I told her. I said, It's so discouraging when you see other people just like thriving and living a life that you think that you want. When in reality, it's like you have to determine what your life is going to be for yourself. Everyone's timing is different. Everyone's circumstances are different. Your goals, their goals, your vision is your vision. And you have to like be okay with that. Um, Moving on, she kind of talked about discipline. And it says, I wrote down... To train or develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self-control. Lead people where they don't necessarily want to go. Um, I had a hard time kind of resonating with the discipline piece of the acronym because I didn't necessarily know. Like, I I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to relate it back to stuff that I'm doing and I, well, I feel like, I'm a very, I don't want to say laid back person, but like, I'm just like, girl, you need to figure out where you want to go. Like, I don't think I am a leader of, oh, you need to learn this life lesson or you need to like do that and getting pushback from somebody. I'm like, at the end of the day, it's your life. And if that's where you want to go, that's where you want to go. Um, I can tell you if I agree with you, I can tell you if that's something that I would do. And I can tell you the reasons why I would do something or would not do something. But at the end of the day, you're still making a decision for yourself. So the discipline one was kind of hard. Maybe like as I get older, maybe it'd be a little bit easier to focus on that discipline aspect of sisterhood. And the last piece, oh, I skipped over a whole letter. It talked about, it was E, it was the other E. Um, it was called experience and it just kind of gave a definition about personally encountered undergone lived the greatest teacher hands down i don't think there's anybody out there who would say experience is not the greatest teacher like we all have to like make our mistakes we all have to go through our trials and tribulations we all have to go through our own journey and that's what's special about it like you have to go through your own journey like we get really caught up in like other people's journeys and um what they're doing and what experiences that we think that we need and um like for example like i did not realize i needed this experience to go to this conference like I really didn't but it was amazing like it was truly something that 
kind of reworked my thinking or it kind of just like gave me that restart or gave me that reignition of the concept of sisterhood and meeting those people and interacting with those people. Um, this experience with res life, um, being in graduate school, going through the trials and tribulations of that, figuring out how I'm going to write a 20 plus page paper in about two, three weeks. Who knows? But, um, as much as like, we don't make, want to make mistakes. Like I am a testament that like, I do not want to make mistakes. I'm very kind of strategic and careful about like where I place my foot because I don't really necessarily want to fail. Like I don't want to fail <coughs> in life. Who does? Like no one wants to fail in life, but I'm okay with the minor failures in life. Like something didn't work out or I didn't get an opportunity. I can do that. But like the whole concept of like, oh my gosh, I took a whole different route in life and I completely messed up the direction. I'm not, I'm not about it, but I understand that like some people have those moments in their lives and you're just like, wow, like, where do I go from here? Um, it's kind of how I felt in college, but like from college, like I am a lot more adamant about my studies and I'm adamant about my organizations and I'm adamant about like what activities that like I involve myself in and I'm adamant about my time and how I use it and how I study and stuff like that. So again, experience the best teacher. Last but not least is sacrifice. And that's the last S of seeds. Um, it's the only measure of generosity as something given up or lost, meeting a need of someone else and making an investment now for the greater return later. So sacrifice was a really big hit in the session. A lot of people were just like, oh, like, why do I feel more comfortable um, sacrificing for random people than I do like family and friends? And they kind of just talked about how it's because you have history with those people. You, you know their tendencies. You know if they're genuine. You know if they're going to pay you back. You know if you're gonna, it's going to be reciprocated, that sacrifice. And, um, excuse me, my goodness. And I thought it was interesting that it's the only measure of generosity. And she kind of tried to, she kind of explained how you have to suffer for it to be true sacrifice. She talked about how, like, if you have a thousand dollars in the bank, you have a hundred dollars on you. Someone asked you for a hundred dollars. It's a lot easier to just give them a hundred dollars because you have a thousand dollars in the bank. Um, and I was just like, so am I supposed to sacrifice my whole self? Like, what part of me am I supposed to sacrifice? Am I supposed to, what if I don't have the means? And so another woman brought that up. She was just like, I sacrifice what I can when I have it. Because you cannot put yourself in a situation where, you know, you can't eat, you can't buy gas, you can't pay your bills and stuff like that. Um, so that made me feel a little bit better. Um, and then another piece that I really liked about sacrifice was just the meeting a need of someone else. And I think that is a big thing about sacrifice. It's very, sacrifice is an inconvenience for you. It is something that you do either out of the purity of your heart and you want to see somebody else succeed. I would love to be in a position when I get older and I have the means to sponsor younger women to go to conferences and to be exposed to all these things. I don't necessarily know if that it would be a, a sacrifice. I guess I could do it now, but I'd be broke. Like, you know what I mean? And who wants to be broke? Like I have means to pay for, I have a life to live. So I kind of debated on the whole concept of sacrifice. Um, 
for that reason because I was just like, well, I'm trying my best to, you know, sustain my own life kind of thing. I'm sacrificing things. I'm sacrificing my own time to for different experiences. Um, so I think, I don't know, like, I, I don't know. You guys tell me what you guys kind of think about sacrifice when it comes to sisterhood. I think uh, I, I can't really think of anything that I've necessarily sacrificed in the name of sisterhood. Um, so maybe that wasn't something that I resonated with the best from that conference. Anyway, that session was really awesome. And so at different points of it, um, I think it was at the encouragement part, um, she just kind of asked somebody to tell us, to tell the group about what their goals were and how they pursue it or maybe with support. I don't really know. So I went up there and I kind of just talked about Enhance and I talked, I told everybody that I was just like, so my purpose with Enhance, as many of you guys know, is the tagline is to, um, to magnify, to intensify, to rise to the next level. And I am in, I'm doing this blog and I'm doing this podcast to help people rise to the next level in all aspects of their life. Um, Yes, it's predominantly focused towards women, but I hope that other demographics um, get something out of this podcast and blog as well kind of thing. And they just ate it up like a chocolate souffle. And I was just like, okay, all right, all right, all right. And so after the session was over, I had this wonderful woman come up to me and she was like, you know what, this is like divine intervention like I needed to hear you today we were in that session for like a reason like when I first saw you like I was drawn to you blah 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 and so she was just kind of telling me that after I had mentioned that I had a blog and a podcast she came up to me and she was like crazy enough like I had switched my purses and I had switched um, my journal and I had put this paper in about talking about how I wanted to start a podcast and she was just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you have one, like, and that, you know, we're connected here. And she was like, I was just really drawn to you. And it like made me smile. And I was just like, yes, like, I am more than willing to help. And I just kind of gave her my two cents on like, how to start a podcast, like what I do, and stuff like that, and why I do it. And um, she was just so happy. And it just like, elated my soul, literally elated. Like, you know, in Jane the Virgin, when like, if y'all don't watch Jane the Virgin, y'all need to watch Jane the Virgin because that show is amazing. But in Jane the Virgin, when she has like feelings or someone has feelings towards her, they have this like their heart light up. Literally, my heart was lighting up. I was so excited that she felt connected to what I was saying, even though I was up there for maybe a minute or so. And I was just like, please, like, let me know if you need any help. Like, I would love to help you get it off the ground. Um yeah so I was just like it's little things like that kind of like reiterated that like I feel like I'm doing the right thing I feel like I connected to another sister which was great and like I love that throughout the whole conferences everyone was calling each other sis sister sisterhood was it um and then the last session that we were in um the closing remarks was this podcast group and I think that it's called life in the middle and I don't know what their age demographic is, but I do believe they are middle-aged women. And so they kind of just talked about being middle-aged, being middle-class, being middle-management, just being in the middle of a lot of different things. And, you know, as I was sitting there and, like, listening, I was just like, hmm, I don't know if I'm really able to relate to this. And, you know, because a lot of the women who were talking or asking questions were just talking about, like, 
middle age kind of situations. A lot of them had children. A lot of them are dealing with schools. A lot of them are dealing with like not connecting to younger generations as far as like parental wise um, and stuff like that. And so one of the podcasters kind of talked about how she is working with at risk or high achieving. I love that she used high achieving um, youth and stuff like that. And I, you know, for the majority of the session, I didn't have any questions, but I just, I just felt this in my soul, in my soul. And I just asked, I was just like, I just feel like millennials get a bad rep that we don't listen, that we don't know how to communicate, that we are egotistical, that we just kind of want to do our own thing, that we do do our own thing, and that like we just kind of go off the grid. And I explained to them, I was just like, I'm a millennial. I'm at this conference to get knowledge. Like, I've never had a mentor. Like, I've never had somebody who's like taken an interest to like help me pursue my dreams. I feel like, yes, I've connected with people on along the way, but never somebody who's consistent. And so I explained to them, I was just like, I would love for you guys to, you know, almost focus on us. You know what I mean? Like we're just lost in the sauce. I'm 24 years old. I don't have everything figured out, nor, and nor do I have like all the information to get everything figured out. Like the internet's a great resources, but there's only so much you can do reading on the internet. Like I was just like, I really enjoy a personal connection. I really enjoy like looking up to somebody. I really enjoy picking somebody's brain with the conversation. Like my eyes get tired reading on the internet. And after I said that, like the whole room like kind of shifted. Like so many people were like, oh, talk to me afterwards. Like, oh my gosh, da, da, da. I told the whole room that I have like two different lives. Like I'm getting my master's and I do this creative side of me. And they were just like, yes, 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 yes. So I connected with a few different women afterwards. And it was awesome. Like, I was just like, wow, like, look at all these people who wanted to help. And I felt so comfortable because they were women of color. And there's nothing wrong with people who are not. But like, I was just like, I feel like they could understand my experiences. I feel like I can say things and they'll be able to relate. And they understand like where I'm coming from. So I'm not the best at networking. So that's something that I'm trying to improve on. So like today I just got on my email and I sent some emails to some people to just like follow up and to really show them that like I am interested in this like mentorship program and um, component in my life. And I'm like really interested in being a part of organizations. I'm really interested in just like having sisters who are like older than me. Like I have aunts and stuff like that, but you know, they have lives to live and I have a great mom, but she doesn't know everything. So, um, that was basically the premise of this mini conference. Um, I loved it. I literally walked out of there ecstatic. I was elated. I was literally on not only cloud nine, guys. I was on cloud like 27. And I was just really, I don't want to change my perception of sisterhood, but it definitely shifted my perception and basically reignited my perception of sisterhood. I was just like, wow, there's a community of women here. Um, out here in the world. And I have close friends that are my sisters who are my tribe that sometimes I neglect and I need to get over my like pride and my ego and just connect because I don't want to lose that connection with them. Um, they are going to be the people who are going to be next to me when I succeed. They're going to be the people who are going to be next to me when I get married. They're going to be the people who are going to be next to me when I have children and like progress in life. And you have to feed those sisterhoods. Like you consistently have to, um, water those things. You have to give it sunshine and you have to like feed it. And I was just like, you know what? I need to 
just put in that effort and put in that energy and feed those relationships. And I know that like me sowing those seeds now, I will get that return eventually. I'll be able to harvest those and be happier. Like it's hard living far away from everybody sometimes, but like there are ways to connect. Um, so I need to continue to do that. So, you know, moral of the story is feed your sisterhoods, appreciate your sisterhoods, find your sisters, older, younger, new experienced, old experienced, um, love them, care for them, tell them you love them, tell them that you care for them. Like I'm about to go on a my group message and tell all these people to how much I appreciate them being in my lives because I don't, I don't necessarily think that we remember those things. Um, but yeah, so that was my conference and hopefully I can go back to some more events and just connect with those people and yeah I'm always so excited to record these but that's the end of this podcast thanks for chilling with me I hope you really were able to get at least like 64 ounces of water as you were sitting here talking to me um or listening to me I should say um make sure you follow me on instagram at enhanced individual join the email list at enhancedindividual.com Um, and then tell me what you guys want to hear. I'm going to do a poll pretty soon about different topics and stuff like that. Um, shout out to heritage1933 for sponsoring this podcast. Make sure you go follow them on Instagram at 1933.com and use enhance 15 to get 15% off their products. All right. Peace and love. Bye.